Hey, welcome to Live More Podcast, real and honest conversations based on God's word to inspire and encourage us to live life more, to live life to the fullest. Jesus said that he came that we may have more and better life than we've even imagined. Enjoy. Hey, hey, guys, it's so good to be back with you all. You know what? Usually I've been doing two podcasts a month, but because we've been having such a good time on this series, it's been all about love, living in God's love. Don't you just love love? I thought, why not just do an additional one, do a part three on this series before moving on to the next one? And I was going to maybe tag it on to the other one, but I thought, yo, should try to keep it a little bit shorter and sweeter. So, yo, we got an extra. I don't know why I'm saying yo a thousand times because I'm so gangster and I just can't help it. <laughs> We're going to do an extra one. So, hey, this will be fun. Get to hang out with you guys a little bit more. I was thinking about something and all about, I don't know if you guys have read that book, like about the five love languages. And I was thinking about it being, you know, a single lady during the month and the time of Valentine's and uh, just thinking about like the love languages and everything. God, uh, you know, God will speak to you in a way that you understand in a way that makes sense to you. And just something rose up in my heart about how God fulfills like each and every one of those love languages, how God wants to love you in a way that means something to you because you are chosen by God, the God who is love. He loves you with everything that he is. So if you know anything about the five love languages, one of the best ones, obviously, actually, like, it's so hard for me to even categorize them because as far as my opinion of what is the best and how I receive them, because honestly, I think I love all of them. Like anyone out there that like all five love languages apply to you, I feel like the least one for me is probably acts of service, but I'm totally not mad if someone wants to clean my house. Like I'm cool with that, but I feel like all five are pretty great. And then like, I have like, some extra ones like adventure is a huge love language to me surprises oh my gosh I love nothing's better than getting to surprise someone else and if someone wants to surprise me I will love you for my whole life (laughs) but especially if that surprise involves like going to Disney that would be pretty awesome pretty sweet yo future husband if you're listening I hope you are take notes (laughs) all right so here moving right along let's talk about Jesus now but um, one of the love languages is all about gift giving and I was thinking about how one of the greatest expressions of love is to give and God is the ultimate example of that because God is love and he loves you with everything that he is John 3 16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son like just think about that right now because you know the enemy would love for us to go through life feeling subpar maybe based on how other people have treated us uh, the opinions of other people how uh, maybe our life experiences have distorted our self-perception of ourselves whatever it might be maybe our own failures our own mistakes have just made us feel unqualified made us feel like there's no way that uh, because maybe we're not loving ourselves and I speak from experience with that some things I've gone through in the past and just feeling like a failure feeling like I've made too many mistakes sometimes you know the enemy would want us to see no separation between the things that we've gone through and who we are he wants our failures to define ourselves he wants our mistakes because we've made mistakes he wants us to view ourselves like a mistake but thank God for the truth of God's word thank God for the faith 
faithfulness of God and just how he is true to his word. He is faithful to you. God is faithful. He's reliable. He's trustworthy. He's therefore ever true to his promise. He can be depended on and God is not flaky. God doesn't change his mind about you. His gifts and his callings are without repentance. God will never give up on you. He's for you. He's not against you. Amen. You know, I was just quoting that before, but I wanted to look in the Amplified and just hear God saying this directly to you, that he's saying, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized you. You're not lost in a sea of people. No, God's looking at you. He cherishes you. You are his prize. And it says, because he loves you so much, he's given his only begotten unique son so that whosoever believes in and trusts in and relies on him shall not perish, come to destruction and be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. For God did not send the son into the world in order to judge, to reject, or to condemn and pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation, be made safe, and sound through him it goes on to say that for the one who believes in him for him there is no rejection and there is no condemnation wow i love that so much now i've been going through a lot of things lately where the enemy has just tried to bring a sense of rejection into my life but here's the thing thoughts and feelings can come to all of us we're not exempt from that but we do not have to yield to that we don't have to yield to a spirit of fear we don't have to cower down to insecurities we don't have to live life bound because god loves you he's for you he's not against you so we need to read reject that sense of rejection. The enemy wants us to live rejected under a cloud, kind of like Eeyore. I always have to talk about Disney. I just can't not talk about Disney. He wants us to live a life through a a tainted perception, just thinking, oh, why me? Oh, here's another thing that's wrong. But you know, there is freedom in God's love and God loves you so much that he has given unto you. We're talking about, you know, that love language of gifts. Guess what? God has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. God has given you his own son. God has given you freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. He's given his very own spirit to be with you at all times. I mean, that goes right into quality time. That's one of the best love languages too. That God is a God of quality time. He says, come unto me, anyone who's weary, anyone who's overburdened, come unto me and I'll give you rest. I'll ease, I'll relieve, I'll refresh your souls. You are so loved by God. He's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. When God gave you Jesus, he's given you everything. He's given you healing. He's given you peace. He gives you his full attention and he loves you so much that he just wants that quality time to you. His arms are always wide open. He's always saying, come on here. Come on over. Come be with me today. He never leaves you. Man, that's quality time. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. And I'm just thinking we need to love God back the same way he loves us. Have you ever heard that people use whatever love language they really like? That's generally what we tend to give out. And sometimes you need to find out, okay, what is that other person's love language? Because I want to make sure they're feeling loved. Well, clearly God loves quality time. 
Because God said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So why God is so intentional about pursuing you. You know, I want to live my life the way God lives life. Jesus came to give you life. This is the Live More podcast, yo. We want to live life more. So how can we do that? Let's follow his example. Let's be intentional about pursuing God's heart. Like God said about David, a man after his own heart. God is with you. He's saying, you know, God never leaves you. He never forsakes you. But let's be aware of him because he's right there. He's always with you. But man, what a difference it makes the moment we choose to shift our focus and put our awareness, put our focus on the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit. He's the spirit of God. God is love. So he's the spirit of love and nothing can separate you. Nothing can drive a wedge between you and God's love. Not what someone else said to you or did to you, not our own opinions of ourselves, not our own failures, nothing has the power to drive a wedge between you and the love of God. God's in it for the long haul. Sometimes when life gets messy and we go through things, you know what? People can walk out on us. People that we thought we could depend on. They're nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be found. That will never be God. God will never leave you. Even there's no pit that's too deep. There is no valley that's too dark. God is right there with you. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't have to fear anything because God's with you. He has not given up on you. He will take what the enemy meant for destruction. He will turn it around for good. You don't have to be moved by what's seen. God is working behind the scenes right now in your life, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. I'm going to get to the rest of the love languages, but I just thought about that right now, about that story in the Bible. You know, when Jesus and the disciples, they loaded up in the boat and Jesus said something amazing. He said, let us go to the other side. Before there is a problem, before there is any storm, before there is an issue, he declared the end from the beginning. And that's what we need to do in our own life. We need to live with that same confidence and that boldness. We talked last time all about how you are loved the exact same way that God loves Jesus. So we are loved the same way. We can live with the same boldness as Jesus because, you know, it's the blood of Jesus that has washed away our past. It's the blood of Jesus that has made us a brand new creation. It's all because of the blood of Jesus that speaks of our innocence, that Jesus is the high priest of our profession and our confession of faith. Jesus is saying that you are mine, you are loved, you are clean, you are wanted. And you know, we can live with that same boldness because the righteous are as bold as a lion. So go ahead and be bold about what God has spoken over your life. God loves you so much that he said that his gifts and his callings are without repentance. He doesn't change his mind about those to whom he sends his call. So when it looks bad, when it feels bad, no matter what it's like, you go ahead and you declare who God's made you to be. You go ahead and you say that you are somebody going somewhere. God is working in your life. You declare the end from the beginning, that you're at the right place at the right time that he will fulfill all that he has planned for you you decree and you declare a thing and it will be established in your life the light of God's favor will shine upon your way go ahead and speak it out you have that same spirit of faith you believe therefore you speak you're gonna go all the way God didn't bring you this far just to bring you this far no you are gonna go 
to the other side. You're going to make it all the way. You will fulfill and finish your course with joy. So God, so Jesus, he declared the end from the beginning. They loaded up in the boat. Well, guess what? Halfway in the middle part of that journey, I think about how it can be so exciting to start a new adventure. Woo, it's so fun. It looks good. Everything's going smooth. But then sometimes in that middle part of a journey or even any runners out there, that middle part of that race is when weariness can start to settle in, when disappointment and discouragement can come. Well, here we see the disciples when they were in the boat. Guess what happened? There is a huge storm that rose up like out of nowhere, this huge hurricane rose up in the middle of this giant lake and there they are the disciples are panicking i i picture them in my head they're probably trying to do anything and everything in their own strength and their own ability i mean if i was them i would probably be like trying to grab a bucket or a shoe i don't know their sandals probably wouldn't have worked for this just anything to try to like sweep some water out of the boat and just try to save themselves and save their lives but they are panicking But here's the thing. They go and they find Jesus. Do you know where he was? He was asleep in the back of the boat, just resting, sleeping in the back of the boat. How crazy is that? Like, that's amazing. So there he is. And they wake Jesus up. And here's the part that I just really think is so incredible that out of everything they could have asked Jesus, do you know what question was on the forefront of their minds? They said, Master do you care? They said, here we are perishing. And then one question they wanted to know was, do you care? Here's the thing. We know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Did you know that the enemy is also the same yesterday, today, and forever? The devil doesn't have any new tricks. He is the accuser of the brethren. He is the father of lies. He's a liar who only speaks lies. The good news is that the devil is a defeated foe. He is under your feet. But he does use these tools so often of distraction and deception. He will try to distract you with his lies, with his deception. And one of the greatest things that he has tried, that he has deceived mankind with, is getting people to believe that God doesn't care about them. Yeah, you know, maybe if you did this right, or maybe if you would have been born into that family, or maybe once you accomplished this, or maybe if you wouldn't have done that in your past, then God would care about you. But those are all lies from the pit of hell. Here's another lie that he'll use though, because when we go through things in life, the different storms and the trials that we go through, the devil will so often say, if God really loved you, if God really cared about you, then you wouldn't be going through the trial that you're going through. But guys, I just want us to rest in the freedom and receive the freedom of God's word today. That no matter what you're going through in life, that is a lie from the pit of hell. God loves you. He's for you. He's not against you. And here's the thing we have to remember. God is a good God. The devil is a bad devil. If anything, if there's anything good in your life, mark it down. It came from your good, loving father. Every good gift comes from him. So if something's bad, it's super simple here. 
If something's bad, where did it come from? It came from the devil. And God and the devil, they do not work together. God doesn't try to, God does not put sickness on people to try to teach them something. God doesn't send storms to try to make things right. No, if something is bad, it comes from the devil. I've heard one minister say that everything wrong that happens is because people have a free will and they're not choosing to yield to God who is good. So there's there's wrong influences in the world. The devil is called the prince of the world. And Jesus even said in John chapter 16, verse 33, he said, in this world, we're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulations. I'm so glad he didn't just stop there and be like, peace out. I'm out. You guys see you in heaven one day. No, he didn't just walk out on us right there. He said, but be of good cheer. Why would he say that right then? He just said, we're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulations. Like that's kind of a funny time to laugh. And sometimes I think about it, like God can have a funny sense of humor sometimes. Like he, you think about how it says in the Bible, at destruction and at famine, I will laugh. It's like Simba in the Lion King. And he's like, I laugh in the face of danger. <laughs> and you'd see Disney again. Come on guys. But I just think about like, all right, why is God saying to laugh here? But when you get God's perspective on a situation, you get his sense of humor. When you see your life, when you see the end from the beginning, when you know that the enemy is under your feet, that he is a coward, that he is a toothless lion roaming around, and you do not have to allow him to devour you. You don't have to let this defeated foe run you around. No, you can stand up with the authority and the boldness and the power that belongs to you. You Just like Jesus, you can rest in the goodness and the faithfulness of his love. Use your authority, keep your peace, guard your heart, and you can resist the devil. The devil doesn't have to put you on the run. You can use the name of Jesus and put the enemy on the run. Because Jesus said right there in this world, you're going to have trials, you're going to have tribulations, but cheer up, be of good cheer, be certain, be confident, be undaunted, be immovable. Why? Because he said, I have overcome the world for you. And just like the disciples, they said, Master, or do you care if you've ever wondered, if you've ever had that question, does God love me? Does God care about you? Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 3, it says right there, God is talking to you and he says, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love, with a love that will never go away. I have loved you and I'm going to keep on loving you. The message says, expect love, love and more love. Whatever we're looking at, whatever we're focusing, whatever we are magnifying in our life, that's what we're going to see. And God said in first John chapter three, he said, look at this love, see this love, think about this love. First John four, verse 16, he said, believe this love. Don't just know about it, but believe it, receive it for yourselves. It's yours for the taking. And just like John chapter 17, you are loved the same way God loves Jesus. If you're loved the same way Jesus is loved, then you can have the same peace as Jesus. He's given you his same peace. In John 14, verse 27, he said, peace, my own peace, I now give and bequeath to you. He said, not as the world gives, not a fragile peace, not a peace that's uh, dependent upon your circumstances. No, a stronger peace and that a peace that will outlast, a peace that passes all understanding. He said, do not let your hearts be troubled. That's up to you. Don't let them be afraid. You have that power. You're empowered by the Holy Spirit. You have the choice 
You have the ability to choose. And Isaiah 26 verse 3 says that he will keep you in constant and perfect peace. How? When you keep your mind stayed on him. Philippians talks about don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And then after prayers, after you thank God, go ahead and you keep your mind stayed on those things that are true, that are lovely, that are right, that are just. And here's the thing. God loves you. God is love. 1 Corinthians 13 talks about how love is patient. Love is kind. Love suffers long. Love believes the best. It says love never fails. Well, you know what? God is love and God will never fail you. God will never walk out on you. You are loved the exact same way that God loves Jesus. So you can have the same peace as Jesus. You can walk in the same joy as Jesus. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Those who believe do enter into rest. We talked about last time that we need to believe and receive the love. I would encourage you to listen to that message. Go ahead and believe it. Receive it. What does that mean? Just like Jesus asleep in the back of the boat. Rest in that love. And here's the other thing. Jesus also said, I have given unto you authority. I've given unto you power. We have authority in the name of Jesus. So we are loved just like Jesus is loved. We have the same peace as Jesus. We have the same joy as Jesus. And we have the same power in the same name as Jesus. And we have that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Whoo, we're going to get preaching here, guys. (laughs) You got me preaching. That we have that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. He dwells in you. He quickens you. The greater one lives in you. You have nothing to fear. God is with you. He's for you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So you can rise up you can boldly and confidently say, the Lord is my helper. Who will I fear? Because you are loved. You are more than a conqueror. You're more than an overcomer. You're not just going to barely survive and barely get by this year. No, you are going to flourish and you are going to thrive because the God of love, the God of vision, breathes fresh life into you. He upholds you with his hand. Though the righteous man falls seven times, you shall arise. You can always keep on going forward. This is not the end. God did not bring you this far just to bring you this far. God didn't bring you halfway just to give up. Now, no, you're going all the way. You're going to make it to the other side. And just like Jesus rose up from that place to rest, from that position of peace, from that position of rest, the struggle and the striving, that pressure of performance is not on you. The pressure to make it happen is not on you. From a place and position of rest, he rose up with his authority. He spoke to the winds. He spoke to the waves. You don't have to just put up with stuff. You don't have to learn to deal with something. No, if there's sickness in your body, if there's torment and anxiety in your mind, you have power in the name of Jesus. You have the word of God. You speak to those things. You cast that down. You command it to leave in the name of Jesus. And those things have no other choice than to obey your voice because you have power and authority authority in the name of Jesus. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Those who know their God, they are bold and they do exploits. Who is God? He is love. Those who know that they are love, they are bold and they do the same works as Jesus. God loves you. He lives in you. He'll never leave you. So no matter what you're going through, don't cower down. Don't live life on the shoreline. Don't live life thinking, oh, if God really loved me, I wouldn't be facing these things. No, it's the devil who's a bad devil and he's stupid. (laughs) And you don't have to listen to his lies. You command him to go. Put him on the run. 
Don't let him run you around saying, oh, no one cares about you. God doesn't love you. You're nobody. No, don't. Let's not put up with that anymore. It's 2021, baby. Come on. It's a new time. It's a new season. This is a new time in your life. You're going forward. You're going to make it all the way. And even here's another thing. No matter what storm, no matter what trials that we go through, the presence of a storm does not mean the absence of God. The presence of a storm does not mean the absence of God. Jesus said, we're not exempt from this. In this world, you will have trials. You will have uh, tribulations. You will have challenges in life. But be of good cheer. Why? I've overcome the world for you. No matter what storms you're facing today, here's the good news. Jesus is in the boat with you. You got God in your corner. You're not alone. He is a good one to have in the boat with you. And you're going to go all the way. He'll never leave you. Even going through a struggle that God has not forsaken you. God is right there. And just like Psalms 23, it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He says, He refreshes and He restores my life. He leads me and He guides me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It says in verse 5, You prepare a table before me. Where? right there in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with fresh oil. My cup runs over. Surely only goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Right in the presence of your enemies, you can have a party. You can have a feast. We don't have to wait for life to be perfect to have a party. We always have two choices in life. We can wake up in the morning. We can have a pity party or we can choose to let what the enemy meant for destruction. We can turn it around for good. When things happen in our life, let that just fuel and flame your praise. Go ahead and have a praise party right in the presence of your enemies. Go ahead and open up your mouth and begin to magnify. Use the magnifying glass of your of your words. Go ahead and magnify God's goodness in your life. And your words, not only are they a magnifying glass, but they are also like a magnet. Whatever you magnify, you focus more on, you make bigger in your life. Make God's love bigger in your life. Make his goodness bigger in your life. And then go ahead and attract more of the goodness in your life. When you, in his light, you see light. uh, Unthankfulness, depression is a dark way to live. The more ungrateful we are, the more we spiral down into that pit of defeat and hopelessness. Our foolish minds are darkened. Romans talks about that, how ungratefulness and being unthankful it darkens our understanding. But the moment we go ahead and we turn on that praise, we put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We go ahead and we switch on the light and we walk in the light that God is good. And if he's good to anyone, guess what? He's good to you. God is love. And if he loves anybody, he loves you. He's for you. He's not against you. He's gone before you. You can go forward. You're going to the other side. You're going to make it all the way. You're not alone. God's with you. Cheer up. Be undaunted. None of these things move me. We have that same spirit of faith. We believe God's love. So guess what? We're going to speak. Go ahead and speak out loud right now. That's a practical thing we can do to believe it, to receive it. If you believe something, you're going to speak it. Go ahead and thank God in the presence of your enemies. Don't wait for life to be perfect. Go ahead and have perfect peace. You can have complete and perfect peace in the midst of complete chaos. Jesus did. You can have be full of joy with the victory 
victory, even when it looks like there's chaos all around you. Have a feast in the presence of your enemies. Don't have a pity party. Go ahead and have a praise party. It's a lot more fun living life that way. We always, just like someone can always find something to complain about, well, you can always find something to be grateful for. And there's nothing better than thanking God for his love for you. Back to those love languages real quick, guys. You know, God loves you so much. He's given to you. He continues to give to you. He's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's a God of quality time. He wants to be with you today. He wants us to put our attention and our focus on him. You know, he also, we talked about acts of service. You know what? Jesus is continually praying for you. He's continually speaking of your innocence. Let's go ahead and say the same thing that he says about us. Aren't you thankful for Jesus because of the love of God? He didn't come to be served, but to serve Wow, don't you love him today? He loves you so much. He came to serve us. Like, I, oh my gosh, I just want to cry. Like, he loves us so much. He loves you so much. He came to serve you, to die for you. What an awesome, awesome, precious, wonderful Lord Jesus we have. What a faithful father who loves you. God is faithful to you. He watches over his word to perform it in your life. We did nothing to earn this. We could never deserve this, but God's given his love to us. What a faithful God he is. Unmerited favor. It says right there in Hebrews 4 verse 16, he said, come unto me. He says in Hebrews 4 verse 16, it says, let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of God's grace, unmerited favor that we may receive mercy for our failures, find grace to help in good time. Listen to this grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate and well-timed help coming just when we need it. He is so faithful. He is so, so faithful. And, uh, if you, if you have ever met me in person, I'm, chances are I've given you a hug because <laughs> I'm a giant hugger. I mean, I'm a tree hugger too. Like, so people are even better. <laughs> like I love hugs. Um, I'm all about, you know, physical touch is a great love language right there. And I apologize to anyone who is not a physical touch person and who have forced you to hug me. I didn't mean anything by it. It's just, I'm a huggy person, <laughs> but God loves to love you and he loves to wrap his arms around you he's the god of comfort he's the god of peace he can comfort you like no one else can his arms are always wide open you belong you not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear but the spirit of adoption by which he cries out abba father you belong you have a daddy god who loves you he wraps his arms around you and in his presence there's fullness of joy and the last love language if you know it it's words of affirmation that's a great one too i've just realized more recently in the past few years that hey i actually really uh I, that one means something to me i like those words of affirmation here's the thing we don't even have to wait for someone else's approval to live life approved. We don't have to wait for affirmation from someone else. Sure, that's nice, Dad, but we don't need that to live a life of victory. We don't need that to live a life of confidence. I'll say it again. The righteous are as bold as a lion. You can be confident in him. And if we talk about words of affirmation, I mean, he has given you the truth of his word. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, it says, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energized, 
surprising and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Each scripture, if you ever want to hear God speak to you, all you have to do is open up the Bible and God will begin to talk to you. Like he said in Jeremiah chapter 31, he says, yes, I have loved you. Yes, I love you with an everlasting love. His mercy, his goodness, it's new every single morning. God has chosen you. He told you that in John chapter 15, he's chosen you. He thinks about you. You are accepted in the beloved. He has planned in love for you. You are his workmanship. You are recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew to do those good works that God has for you. God has a plan of victory for your life. God has a plan of triumph for you're more than a conqueror, more than an overcomer in his love. He will do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything you can imagine. He is faithful to watch over his word and perform it in your life. And it says that his words are active. They're energizing. They're effective. And I love that part where it says sharper than any two-edged sword. It's the word of God. It's the sword of the spirit. You have the armor of God, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And what does a sword do? I love, okay, another parent trap reference. (laughs) I love this scene. If you've seen that movie, the new one, um, where they're fighting with the, um, what do you call it? <laughs> if you saw my hand motions right now with the swords, you know, it's so cool because as the kid, I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to do that. Oh, fencing. That's what it's called. They're going and they have the armor on and everything, but they're doing their fencing like bah, 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 and it looks super cool. And I was like, wow, that would be so much fun to try. But if you've ever seen a sword, you know, what does a sword do? A sword cuts off what doesn't belong. Like imagine a knife and if you're cooking something, if you're cooking chicken and you cut the fat off, whatever it is, you cut off what you don't want. You cut off what doesn't belong. And there is no better sword than the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You don't have to live life just dealing with something, putting up with that, putting putting up with that sense of rejection, that sense of shame, that hopelessness, that discouragement. You don't have to learn to live with things. The enemy would try to burden us with shame, burden us with regret. Try to loathe us down. But Jesus said, come unto me, anyone who's weary, anyone who's overburdened, I'll give you rest. Those who believe, enter into rest. And just like Jesus, from a place of rest, he opened up his mouth and he spoke. Shut the door to the enemy by opening up your mouth in faith. Go ahead and open up your mouth. Say what God says about you. You're made in his likeness. You're made in his image. God spoke and things were created. Go ahead and speak out what God says about you. Release the sword of the spirit. The moment you speak God's word, you release the power that's within that word. Speak out that you are loved. That's how we not only know about God's love, but we go ahead and believe it and receive it. Say what God says about you. Speak God's word. You believe it. You speak it. Cut off what doesn't belong. Cut off that hopelessness by saying that my God loves me. He's for me. He's not against me. I'm going to go to the other side. Cut off that shame and that rejection by declaring and speaking what the blood of Jesus says about you, what God's word says about you, that you are clean. You're a brand new creation. You're forgiven. You're accepted. You're celebrated by God. You're the delight of his life. You are loved. Open up your mouth boldly declare what God says about you. Not just knowing about God's love, but believing his love. When you believe something, you speak it. If you want to believe it more, go ahead and speak it more. So go ahead and I just, I pray that you guys walk 
in the reality. Dive on in. Enjoy God's love for you. He loves you so much. He's given to you. He wants quality time with you. He serves you. He wraps his arms around you. And he has given you every word of affirmation that we could ever need. You are complete in him and you are completely loved. Can't wait to talk to you again. Until then, know that you are loved. Well, I really hope that that encouraged you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate it, leave a comment. We would love to hear from you. And hey, share it with a friend. That way together we can live more. Jesus came to give you life.